in hindsight, when I look back at this, it's amazing the way this happened and the fact that we had this person in this role at this time and totally lost that period of time that ends up becoming a critical period. So why would two guys leave comfortable jobs, move across the country and start a business in an industry they don't know, a place they don't know, and could it be successful? We're Dale and Brian Carmi. Join us as we share our story and inspire you to become people of impact. Welcome to the Impact Without Limits podcast. If you fall off a horse, what do you do? Welcome back to the Impact Without Limits podcast. This is Dale Carmi here, sitting with my brother Brian. Hello. And we're, you know, on our journey, um, taking a look at how things are going in Albuquerque as we're working for Avalon Inc. and uh, for Avalon Southwest. And Brian, one of the things we've had the opportunity to do over and over again is realize when we did something wrong and you get another shot at it and try to correct it and do it the right way. Yeah, I think fortunately we've had a lot of opportunities to do that. I don't know if that just means we've done a lot of things I wrong. Think, I think that's exactly but, what it means. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't of, mean we keep getting back up. Yeah, one of those things, we talked about it in a previous episode with the uh, not keeping good records, not keeping yeah, good box, track of books receipts. and receipts and trying to barter for accounting services. Again, Bad don't idea. do that. But we realize we, we're kind of at a point now where we are um, – we have some money flowing in. And so we realize we need to uh, track it well. And so, you know, we had originally set this up. We're in Albuquerque, Ty and Karen are in Florida. Orders are running through there. We have a bank account that kind of, you know, we can access multiple locations, but it just, we didn't have a great system. We had tried using yep. QuickBooks. We, Surprisingly, coming out of an accounting software industry, you would think that we had some accounting software knowledge. We did not. We didn't. Karen did, uh, you know, as, as good as she could with that, but she's kind of on her own on an island trying to, to handle all of that. And we realized we needed some type of structure, right? We needed some type of system to put in place. Well, we were still operating uh, kind of on the the system of if there's money in the bank, everything's it's a good okay, day. right? <laughs> We didn't have any business analysis. We weren't tracking sales trends. We didn't know. Uh, I mean, we knew how much turf we were selling, but we didn't, we, we weren't getting any, any type of information, financial or otherwise that, that we were using to build our business. We were just running. And, you know, there's, I guess there's a little bit of a lesson there where you don't have to know everything and have everything figured out. If you just get out there and run, you can make things happen. But we're also realizing, hey, yeah, we screwed this up once before. Maybe, maybe we get back and try this again. Yeah, I would say running without tracking is better than tracking without running. But your yes. best scenario is to do it both, to be in motion, get activity, be running with your business, and get the data and analysis that you can get from tracking. So uh, we reach out, and we, we were looking for somebody that could kind of help us with this. And we found a company uh, that was based in Albuquerque that was able to basically manage our accounting remotely, right? And and this, this sounds so common today. It's so funny. <laughs> it was At a the different time, world back then. That was this unique idea, 
So they were going to remotely be our controller. Yeah. So and, not in our office. And you, you found this company. I, I think you found it online. You were yeah. searching and I believe they were like, they had an office in North Carolina, but it turns out they also had a location in Albuquerque. In Albuquerque. Right. And I, I, I can't remember which one was the main and which one was a sub. I thought the main office was, um, North Carolina, but maybe not. But so we're reaching out to what we, we view as this national, national company, company that had this service that they they are a, you know, a remote controller, right? Remote CFO. I was like, well, we kind of need that. Which ironically, as I look back now, it's probably a lot like people that saw our website and they're like, oh, they've got an office in Albuquerque, an office in Florida. They have, and there's this big national company. I think similarly, this company was decent, but they maybe weren't as big and as it appeared. Yeah. But anyway, we had, you know, some limited success. Now we had some money in our pocket. We want to do it right. So we get this company and we, we engage them to enter our orders, track payments, track bills and produce financial reports. Right. I mean, you know, now we're, we're much more established today. I mean, we just had one earlier this week. We do a monthly financial review, Nick. Nick, you do a great job keeping track of that stuff. We, we look at these reports and there's all kinds of reports. You know, you're looking at income statements and balance sheets and cash flows and debts and assets and all these things. And at the time, like, like you said, our only financial report at this point in time was the balance in our checking account. Yep. So we have a company that's able to start entering this stuff. And, and as they start to run reports, they're, they're looking at it and they're like, Hey, you guys are doing okay. Like you're making some money here. Yeah, it was it was kind of neat to one see reports and and say okay, well, there's actually financial data before this is the stuff Char- Charles was asking for back in two thousand and two. Oh yeah, when we moved <laughs> the landlord. Yeah, when we moved out yes. to Albuquerque, he wanted our um, profit and loss and pro formas, what have you. I just remember telling him. Profit and loss? We're not even in business yet. How could we have a profit and loss? Yeah. He said, well, then just give me a balance sheet. <laughs> like, I it's don't blank. Know. There's no... <laughs> anyway. So, so it kind of, um, kind of made me feel a little bit more like uh, th- this is more of a real company. It's more serious. Things are, things are, you know, catching, uh, catching hold, taking off. And, um, and, and then obviously we got excited about the idea of, of maybe making decisions, business decisions, and looking at things from a financial standpoint and not just a gut feel. Yeah, absolutely. There was definitely validation in having somebody on the outside looking at it saying, hey, this is working. Um, Now, we also learned the difference between accrual and cash where things can look like they're working. Because I remember we kept saying, okay, I see this big number that you're showing is income, but there's nothing in the bank. You know, we at the time didn't understand when you're, you know, investing back into the business, you know, and assets and other things that doesn't show up on your income line. So it looks like there's money there, even when there's none in your pocket. But, um, so there, there was some good validation there. We also got data that we can analyze and say, okay, here's where volume is coming from, right? These are the products that are doing well. These are the dealers that are doing well. This is, you know, uh, the, the idea of the bell curve, when we see business come in and, and how long certain, you know, sales cycles are. And we started to get this data. And for the first time, it allowed us to step back and, and look at our business and kind of, you know, analyze and work on our business, not just work in our business and, and just gave us a better perspective. And so, 
You know, we kind of usually do takeaways at the end. I would just tell you, you know, if you're out there right now and you're running a business and you are at a point where you're, you're in the middle of it. And sometimes it's like, you, you can't see the forest for the trees, right? When you're in the middle of it, you need to be able to step back. And I think that's a great place to lean on somebody that's an outside CPA or a financial advisor that can even just quarterly, I mean, it'd be great to do it monthly, but even just quarterly, give you some financial reports that you can step back and look at your business, see trends, see where things are headed, see patterns and cycles. Cause man, the numbers are a powerful thing. Yeah. Do you remember, I'm looking, I don't know if we have it up here, but do you remember when they brought us this idea of sweeping the accounts? Well, that one came a little bit later. You're really jumping ahead now, but yes, <laughs> for any of you out there that don't know it about- It couldn't have been more than a year later because- Yeah, yeah it was, right. It was, was still the same company. Gone. But the, the, yeah, the idea of sweeping the accounts was you end up with a balance in your account. So they would sweep it on a nightly basis. And if you're in the banking industry, you could- Certainly correct me because this is a very rudimentary explanation, but you basically, they, they sweep the money out of your account. You collect interest on somebody else using it overnight, and then they sweep it back in in the morning. And we were just so <laughs> baffled by this. I mean, even still, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but in in essence, it, it allows your money to, 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 to make, make money. you. It's a small, small percentage when you're doing something like that. But when the dollars are big enough, it'll at least pay for your bank fees and other things. And we were like, you're going to do what with our account? No way. You're not taking money <laughs> out of our account. There's no me. chance. Yeah, that one was, that was pretty funny. But I mean, this is one of those, and, and we, we often, as we walk through this, we, we tell stories chronologically. And this one kind of spans, like you said, a year, yes, 12, 18 months, 18 months. But this was a, a period where um, it really started to change our business. And they, they didn't help us with the, the local Albuquerque market. This wasn't the the direct sales and install. This was more the Foreverland Inc. in the wholesale national distribution um, and and national branding and marketing and advertising. And we started to develop a good pattern, being able to look at this, see data, make decisions, and and to have a controller, even if they were part time or remote, that could walk through with us and say, "Hey, here's here's some good signs. Here's what's going well." Here are some things to look for. And, and over the next few months, we really, the business started to grow and do well. And it got to a point where we were consuming more and more of their time because not just were they giving us the, these financial reports, we shifted to a point where they were now processing orders for us. Yeah, that, that happened over time. But right, we had, uh, Karen was running orders for a while. And then uh, I can't remember when Joe stepped into that role and Joe was handling it for a bit. And that, that's, that part's going to come up. But I think they came to us and said, look, we can help you with this. We can yeah. make somebody available that can field the orders, um, you know, receive it, clarify questions, enter the orders, get it off to the plant, et cetera. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, right. Yeah. Achieve something we need to get done. We're paying for it, but we don't have to hire an employee to do it. We don't have to add another team member. It's like that's kind of neat. Let's do it. Yeah, and so there were there were really two primary contacts that we worked with uh, at this company. One was Cheryl; she was kind of the one that was the controlling level, and then there was a lady named Laura who was kind of handling more of the day to day activities, and and she was handling the orders and doing all these things. And and we realized, like, you know, when you're you're outsourcing. If you're outsourcing and it's less than 20 hours a week, probably makes sense. If it's more than 20 hours a week, probably you probably want to buy, you know, bring them on full time. And so we got to a point where we're like, you know what? 
we feel like we're consuming enough of Laura's time. Now we'll still use you, Cheryl, for the, the financial stuff, but on these day-to-day orders, it probably makes sense for us to bring Laura onto our team, right? Let's let's have her work in our office, handle the orders and and handle the stuff. And I mean, at the time seemed to make perfect sense, right? Yes, it did. <laughs> and for a few weeks. It did. It was a home for run. A few weeks. It worked out really and well. So now we're getting full time, 40 hours, <laughs> and we're paying less than we were probably for 20 or 25 or wherever we were at before. So this is looking like a win, right? And we're feeling good. We're starting to build our team, right? We're, we're putting things in place. We have people on. And again, I, we're, we're playing this out. This is over a year, year and a half. But something happened with Laura. It, it was literally within a month? the first month yeah. of being full-time. And we talked to the company about it that we were using because we were still using them in some capacity. It's like, is it okay if, if we hire her and we talk through it? And they're like, yeah, they thought that was a great idea. So we, we brought her on. Well, it turned out she had, she had some issues that she had to get addressed and she couldn't even do it there in Albuquerque. She had to travel up to Minnesota for treatments um, for these issues. I think we have to clarify what, I mean, because this, this plays into the story later. Yeah, it does. It, it, it was a mental health issue. Yep. Right. So it, it became, when it's a mental health issue that, that, and somebody you're talking to somebody that, that, about somebody that's doing your financial data, if there are issues with memory and cognition, that becomes a little bit of a problem. And that's where we find ourselves. Foreshadowing. I am foreshadowing a little bit, but we have, so first of all, a month in, right, she's gone. So now somebody that we've come to depend on, and this is, you know, we asked at the beginning about falling off a horse. We felt like we slow walked into this. We did everything right. We, you know, tried before we bought and all, you know, everything seemed we, to make sense lined up. We bring them on full time and boom. I don't think we, that we fell off the horse. I think our horse got shot. <laughs> I think it was shot out from under us. <laughs> And what do yeah, you do? I don't think we did anything wrong in getting back up. I don't think we did anything wrong in choosing that horse. I think we were very smart and measured in what we do. But sometimes, even when you're methodical, even when you try to do everything right, it can still turn out wrong. And in this case, when she had um, her health issues and she had to go away, she was out of pocket for us for, it was like six weeks or eight weeks. Yeah. So we had to fill in and scrambling at that covered. And then when she came back, because it was, uh, you know, she was dealing with mental health issues and, and some different things they did. She actually had a loss of memory. And, and unfortunately the period of time that she lost happened to be the time when she was working with us. Yes. Which so led to a whole host of so problems. many things of, well, what do we do here? Why did we do this? What happened? And and you're trying to piece together. She's been gone for two months. We're trying to piece it all back together. And there was no connection. Yeah. We, we, we didn't have anything. So it was almost, it was different, but it was almost like the time when the traded for CPA wiped out our whole system and we had to rebuild everything over. from scratch. It was similar to that Yeah, because we had key information, key data, and and this is going to come into play later as our story continues. We had stuff we needed to find. We needed to understand. We needed to recreate. And it wasn't there. I mean, and in hindsight, when I look back at this, it's amazing 
the way this happened and, and the fact that we had this person in this role at this time and, and totally happened. lost that period of time that ends up becoming a critical period. But uh, we'll get into that later. We don't have time to go too far down the road. We've already kind of stretched it out a, a year or so on this this one part of the story. But really, we want to come back to you know what what were the key takeaways for us as as we walk through this and and i think the first one is we were finally at a point where we were making some money and again our response is to invest that so again if you if you think through the story we talked about this we we weren't making money in albuquerque we weren't making money in albuquerque we finally go to a point where we're making money in albuquerque the the local sales and installation and we dump it into foreverland inc yep. and so Instead of taking that money out of, you know, and putting that dollar in our pocket, we took that dollar and put it into another business. Now that other business is churning, 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 and and it's finally Finally starting to making some money. And again, the temptation is to take that money and slide it into your pocket. But instead we reinvest it back into some of these back end infrastructure, these accounting things that we didn't have in place, but we knew we needed if we were going to continue to grow. So, we were investing into infrastructure, not equipment, not um, physical tools, not labor, but kind of the, the basic back office yeah, systems, systems that we had never done before. Yeah. And, and it was the right idea. It was the right concept. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't the right execution. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about just the importance of having that financial data that allows you to to look at your business differently. Yeah. And I, I, Again, when you're in the fight, you don't always have the best perspective. There's a reason, you know, that, you know, in a football game, you've got coaches in the press box. They see it differently looking from above than when you're on the field. And that financial data, looking at things in black and white on paper or on a computer screen, that's kind of like looking from above and seeing, you know, the the game play out from a press box instead of being in the middle of the, the battle. Um, and then, you know, we have this, Right. We've had this bad experience, right? We had the experience with the accountant. We fell off the horse. That, <laughs> I mean, the first time, times, right? The first time with that accountant that we tried to trade for and he wiped out our records and disappeared. So we think we've got to get it right this time. And, and look, I'm, I'm going to jump in here. I, I mean, I yeah. use this term all the time and I use it with my kids. You got to get back on the horse and ride. Yes. When my kids are learning to ride a bike and they'd fall off. That's like. Yeah, they're, they're scra- their knees scratched up and they're crying. I could take them in the house and baby them, but it's like, you know what? Let's get back on and ride. Even if they only rode a little bit and then we go take care of the cut, you don't want to leave that out there. And I don't know, maybe the kids are older and they're wanting to ask somebody out and ask somebody out and they say no. And you, you curl up in a show and you, no, get back on the horse and ride. Go talk to somebody. It doesn't matter what it is. When when you run into that wall, when you hit that thing that doesn't work, get back on the horse and ride. And that's, that's what we had to take our own lesson here. Yeah. Right? We had, you were saying, I, mean, I jumped in, we had that bad experience or that first CPA and losing our system and all that. And maybe we stayed off that horse a little bit because we didn't get on it immediately, but it's like, we need to get back on that horse and ride. Yeah. We need to make this work. I mean, it was less than a year later, maybe a year, but not, not much more than that. So we do, we go out and we're like, we cannot afford to do this wrong. Right. If you're going to do it again, make sure you do it right. Go find the expert. So So we we search the internet, we scour, we find the expert, we work with them kind of months hand in hand and for it was probably between six and 12 months as 
a third party as a consultant, as a partner, a vendor, and it's working really well. Yep. So then we we take that measured step and we say, okay, let's invest the additional money. Let's hire them and make them part of our team and make that commitment. And we do that. And what happened? Our horse went down. The horse went down. The bike went down. Something went down. And again, we're, we're left in that spot where, what do you do? And the answer is you've got to get back up and ride again. And, and that's not easy. And, you know, in looking back on it, obviously somebody would say, well, of course you needed an accounting system. Well, when you're in the moment, you're, you're thinking, man, we've tried this twice. Is, is it really worth it? Should, should we just, should we just scrap it? Just look at the bank account, just, you know, do the bare necessity to get by. And we didn't, we, we were, um, wise enough or, or, Blessed enough for foreshadowing. Fortune. The next answer didn't work out so well either. <laughs> I don't even think we're going <laughs> to talk about. We're not going to talk about that yet. We're going to talk about that one yet. But we kind of went out oh of the frying goodness. pan into the fire. I the the number of challenges we have had on the accounting system oh, side. Oh boy! Oh my goodness! But yes, there will be another wrong. But so the, the point there is, even when you do everything right, right? Like Things we can still go We wrong. were measured. We were methodical. We were smart. We brought we in experts. It. We tested. And we bring somebody in. It's working. We bring them in and, and extend more trust. And sometimes things outside of your controls yep. can can happen. And and it did. And so, you know, again, this, this continues to play out. They'll kind of foreshadowed there. But I, I would just encourage, encourage all of you, if you're in a point where you tried something and it, you, you tried to take a step in your business or, or your, your, your life and something happens and it goes sideways and you're like, ah, oh, shoot, I'm going to get it back. I'll try it again. And you get back up, dust yourself off. Like Dale said, get back on that horse and ride and boom, it happens again. That, that doesn't mean you that that's a sign and you don't do it. You don't quit. You, I, I if mean, if it's the right thing, if it's the right thing, you right? get back that, up that same adage we say over and over again. If it's good, if it's right, if it's what you're supposed to be doing, if it's your purpose, then you get back up and you ride. And, and again, learn. So the next time you get on, learn from the mistakes you had the last time. Get better. Do it right. But that is not a guarantee that it's going to work. And you might get knocked over again. Dust yourself off. Get back up. Ride again. Right. I mean, what are we doing here? We call it the impact without limits podcast. And what what we're doing, we're trying to be people of impact. We're trying to create people of impact. And I, I think you need to know this. We need people that stay in the fight. We need people that overcome. We need people that learn and then share others and show others out of the things they learn. And and this is part of that process. And you know, one of the things we decided early on is if we're gonna tell this story. We're going to share our failures because those are the things that made us who we are. We, well, that is our story. This. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, I mean, it's a series of unfortunate events. Yeah. Uh, but we stayed in the fight. We kept moving, kept moving forward, and we didn't let that keep us from um, doing what we knew we needed to to move our business forward. So 
Hopefully uh, there was something in here that you found beneficial, something that you enjoyed. If you did, we'd love to hear that. Uh, you know, leave a review, give us a rating, uh, send us an email, podcast it for everyone. Let us know your thoughts and tune in next week. Yeah. Pick it back up. Have a great week. Go out there and be people of impact. God bless. This is the Threads Army reminding you that faith looks up, hope looks ahead, and love looks all around to see whom it can help. Good day.